I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow. Mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. Ah, uh, having a nice little Monday already. Uh, knocked out over the weekend. I've, I think I've told you guys about this client of mine, people I've worked with before, a company called Youth Prize. I don't know if we've ever discussed Youth Prize at all, but Youth Prize is a nonprofit organization that is based out of Minneapolis. Basically, their entire existence is, hey, we're going to go ahead and take some of these disenfranchised youths that are from all over Minnesota and go and help prop them up, whether it be, you know, business loans. Uh, one of the big things that they kind of advocated for was kids that were minors, like, but had jobs. Basically, you couldn't receive unemployment benefits if you were under the age of 18 uh, during the pandemic. And these kids go out, they pay taxes, they work hard, so... How come they're not getting their fair share? You know, I, that was the one thing, like, usually I'm like a big proponent of, Hey man, socially be very liberal, but financially go ahead and be a little bit more conservative. But that was the one thing where I'm like, yeah, if I was that age and I was 16 and I had a job and there's a lot of these kids that go out and the reason why they have to get jobs is because their parents can't afford to get them a vehicle. Their parents can't afford to be able to put them through um, maybe a sport that they want to be in. So these kids bust their ass and they go out. They're not doing it just because, you know, they want to, I'm sure some of them do it because their parents are like, hey, you got to get out and do something. But these kids are working hard. So why aren't they deserving of unemployment benefits? If you're putting into the system, dude, you should be able to get a little bit back. And that was one of the big things that Youth Prize had advocated for uh, with another organization, which I believe was called Bridge Makers. I think Bridge Makers is an organization that helps teens that sort of need a little bit of extra boost kind of getting them out of bad situations getting them set up with with jobs with shelter you know with uh, mentors people that can accommodate and yeah if you were under the age of 18 yeah scooter i did not know that wow it's kind of crazy you know we expect these kids to lead adult lives at the age of you know I think at 15, you can get a job, right? Is that in Minnesota? 15 is when you can start legally, you can start working. And yeah, we expect these kids to go in and throw into the hopper. But when it comes time to dish out a few bucks their way, we're like, no, 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 you're good. Too bad. So yeah, so they actually advocated for it. Uh, I believe it actually went to the fact of Youth Prize along with a couple different um a couple of different organizations kind of got together and did like a class action lawsuit against the state. And the state was like, yeah, you know what? We'll go ahead and we'll roll that back. You guys go right ahead. Jules, yep, 15, but only certain hours. Yeah, I can't imagine they'd make a 15-year-old work until like, you know, 1230 a.m. on a Friday night during dinner rush. You got to have a pretty strong will and know what you're doing, you know? So, yeah, uh, great company. I did a bunch of work for them Uh about a year ago, they were launching some social media stuff, and I did a, a job for them. And now they are celebrating their 10-year anniversary. And they contacted me on Friday. They're like, hey, you got any plans? I'm like, no, I'm just going to chill this weekend. They're like, you want to work? I was like, no, I don't. They're like, uh, 
Like we got uh, we got a video we need done for Monday. I'm like, that's great. You can find somebody else to do it because I'm chilling this weekend. And they're like, so uh, here's what we'll give you monetarily. I was like, I'll have a video for you on Monday. <laughs> As Brian Johnson of ACDC once said, money talks, BS walks. That's right. So I worked all weekend. Uh, I did get in a round of golf, which I don't know if anybody watched the Masters over the weekend, but um, there is a there's a very mulleted man with a, an amazing mustache who is, uh, I believe, Australian. And these dudes went out, like, watching that, you get definitely get to see the progression of guys that have been there and guys that have not. Because when it's Sunday afternoon and you got the entire weight of the world, the masters are on the line. What are you going to do, man? Uh, are you going to sink or swim? Are you going to make this happen? Or are you going to go and choke in the final last couple of holes? And then that's that, dude. You got to live with that one for the rest of your life. There was a uh, there was a couple of guys. Scotty Scheffler was the guy who ended up winning it. And uh, minus a, a minus ten for the for the round. Oh no, minus ten for the for the Masters. But uh, on his last shot, because he knew he was going to win it, you couldn't. You, there was no way around it. On his last shot, he missed his last putt because the nerves got to him. It's like, dude, you've been crushing this entire Masters for three days now. You've done nothing but be the top of your game. And now the last putt, this is the one you miss? And he kind of laughed about it. I mean, he could have missed that putt nine times and still walked away with uh, with the green jacket. But I did feel kind of bad. There was a couple of guys out there that were uh, that were really like hitting it hard, man. Cameron Smith. Look up Cameron Smith. Kind of an interesting guy. Cameron Smith is uh, a uh, British golfer. Amazing mustache. The best. Not like one of those like creepy van, you know, windowless van mustaches. I'm talking about an amazing mustache. Uh, also, an amazing mullet. Every now and again, you couple the two together, it works for some guys. Usually, mullet-mustache combo that dude's going around door to door in the neighborhood telling people he just moved in because the law says he has to. But not this guy. This guy, you feel at ease when you see his mullet mustache combo. It's a very tough mullet mustache combo to pull off. Not a lot of guys can pull off the mustache mullet combo and live to tell about it, but this guy can. He choked hard. Yeah, he, he had he had the masters in his grips. He could have walked in and, uh, you know, destroyed that final round, and uh, he didn't. I mean, ended up finishing, I believe it was, he tied for third. But yeah, um, he was close, man. He was within one stroke of Scheffler, the uh, the last, you know, starting out that last round and then just couldn't hang on, man. And that's the difference between dudes who have been there and who haven't, you know? You really get to see that, especially for events like the Super Bowl, just guys that have played there before, they've been there, they know what they're doing. You see it a lot in stand-up, too. A lot. You can definitely tell when somebody has had those reps, they've built up that callus in front of crowds, because when things ain't going well, they just have a playbook of all sorts of things they can pull out to be able to get the crowd back on their side. It just it takes so goddamn long. That's the problem. It takes so long. All that stuff. Talk about that 10,000-hour rule. It just takes, oh, goddamn long. Uh, even if you got a 1,000 hours a year, that'd still take you 10 goddamn years. 
I'm good at math, ain't I? Um, but amazing weekend. Had a blast. Did a little golf and hung out with the family. Uh, went up and caught. Uh, I had a show like last minute. Gutty's Mall of America had booked me to come and host because their host got sick on Saturday morning. So that night, Saturday night, I went sold out show. Just over 100 people in that room, which fills it up. I go into that room and I'm like, this is going to be this is going to be the set of my life. I can feel it. I can feel it. Wasn't that the set of my life? Not anywhere close. Nowhere close. Uh, good set. It was fine. I walked up stage going, okay, that was good. Like after like hearing what the crowd was doing, like uh, they had a kid up on stage, Emmanuel T, who was a, a feature from Indianapolis. When that guy was on stage, I was like, this crowd digs that guy. And you can sort of hear what how they're laughing. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm, that was exactly the re- response I was getting. So if I'm feeling like the crowd is digging him, then I was, I must've done okay. But in your head, you're like, God, that sucked. It's so, it's so bad. Oh, I'm awful. Just throw myself off the third floor. The Dave and Busters, just throw yourself down to the bottom of goddamn Southdale. Um, Scooter, 100 people for that room. Cozy. It is actually, yeah. It's a nice cozy room. I li- I'd much rather do that though. Like I have a hard time. I have a hard time with super small crowds. Like I would rather do, even like 150 is weird. Like when we did um, the Orpheum Theater in Sioux Falls, that to me was easier because I couldn't see the crowd. It was nothing but lights. You just tell a joke. You give it a one and a half Mississippi. And then the wave of laughter hits you and you're like, okay, there you go. I know there's people out there. That's, it's nice. That crowd of like 150, 100, I feel like that's, that's, that's hard. I like that, dude, like that 60. 60 is like perfect. Perfect. You don't make a lot of dough, <laughs> but 60 people is like perfect, man. That's where I want it to be. It's just, it's tough. So, but they sold that room out. It was great. Uh, afterwards, uh, Craig Conant, who is just a killer on stage, he was at House of Comedy. So I ran up there. And I wanted to catch him because I've I've edited a few things with that guy. I don't really, I've never met him. I just think he's really funny. He's got a really interesting story about working at Trader Joe's and then farting on a manager and the video went viral and then he got fired for it. Look this guy up. He's a he's a card, man. So I went up and I caught the uh Craig Conant uh set and my buddy Joey Hamburger was on stage hosting that night. I walked into that room. You could hear a goddamn pin drop. It was so silent, and I'm like, that's crazy, because Joey Hamburger lights up every room that dude is in. He's actually going to be a part of the next stand-up Raw at Comedy at Crane, which is, I believe, May 5th. Not sure yet, but thanks to everybody who was there on Thursday, but I'll get you guys more details about it soon. But Joey's a killer, and I'm like, why is nobody laughing? It was crickets in that goddamn place. So they brought their feature up, this dude named Zane from Los Angeles. Crickets. Luckily, Craig got up and, like, you know... It was his fans that were there. Like, they were all there for him, which I totally get. But I'll show you guys a quick video. There was a dude that was sitting in front of me at the show. This guy would not... And I was dying laughing, man. This dude... They ended up kicking him out, which I felt bad about. Because I'm like, dude, it's just... It's the Friday... It's the Saturday late show. Everybody's drunk. This guy is obviously taking some mushrooms or something. Craig is on stage. I don't know if you'll be able to hear this. But there's Craig on stage. Look at this dude in front of me. Waving his hands. Well, you'll see the peace sign go up here in just a moment. But basically, this dude, there it is. That's the entire show, that's what this guy is doing. 
He's given the Nixon, I'm not a crook with the peace symbols. He's standing, yeah, there it is. He's standing up. He's doing the guns, the pew, 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 pew. This dude was a trip. He was like six foot eight. He was massive. He was a huge kid. I met him after the show because I felt bad. They entered, yeah, there he is. There he's standing, clapping. Craig the entire time, not acknowledging this dude. What <laughs> bit? Obviously, this kid's a fan. Acknowledge the man. But that dude was uh, into it. And they booted him out at the end. And I felt bad. So I walked out and I said, dude, watching you on stage was e- or watching you, uh, you know, sort of uh, give Craig the business while he's on stage. That was the best part of my evening. Easily hands down. I think I got another video of this dude. Let's see if this one works too. Yeah, there he is with the peace symbol, the sign. Oh yeah, look at this guy going nuts. Loving every moment of the Craig show. Craig not acknowledging anything. Look how long his hands are in the air. (laughs) Dude, this is Woodstock. Look at that guy. He's obviously high on something. There is not a chance that that guy is sober. None. None whatsoever. He was hilarious, though. And I felt bad that they booted him out. Because I'm like, dude, just let him stay. What's the problem? It's the late show. He wasn't being loud. He wasn't being disruptive. He wasn't bothering me. And I was the only person sitting behind him. So just let him do his thing. Why do you got to, like, get on his ass about it? Hilarious. So funny. Uh, But Craig's great, man. And Joey got off stage after bombing and came and he sat down next to me. And he's like, well, that was awful. I'm like, dude, what happened? He's like, I have no idea. It's like, I swear to God, the show before this was the greatest set of my life. Like, people were pissing themselves, falling out of chairs. I did the same exact set, the same exact way. Didn't skip a beat. Didn't change anything. Completely different crowd. That's the, that's the gamble with this game. You never know. Scooter, that's hilarious. Didn't seem he was bothering anyone. That's what, that's what I said. I'm like, just leave him alone. It's like Happy Gilmore. Guy's like, you know, taking a bath in the pond. You're like, ah, leave him alone. Christ, he ain't hurting anybody. It'd be different if that guy was like, you know, super loud, disruptive. He was sitting in the back of the room enjoying himself. I felt bad they booted him out. They shouldn't have booted him out. Trust me, you come to my show and you're that gacked out and you're sitting in the back not bothering anybody, I guarantee I'm going to keep your ass there. I want I want that vibe. I want that good vibe in the room. <laughs> dude was hilarious uh this weekend coming up the 16th uh not really my show but it's really nice that they asked me to come up and do a set uh i'm gonna be at comedy at crane again on saturday night uh emily rossi is uh in town and uh, my friend lauren is producing that show so uh, i i put out their uh uh their poster for them they needed a poster. I threw one together. So she's like, hey, why don't you come on by and do the do a set Saturday night? So Saturday night, I will be um, comedy at Crane. Saturday, I think the show's like 7 o'clock. What's up, Cindy? Cynthia? CJ Brad 87? What's up? How are you? Good to see you. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope the C and the J are doing fucking fantastic. It's very Ryan Reynolds. That's the one. Uh, I got to work on that one. That one's tough. I did get completely uh, schnockered up on uh, on Sunday and started throwing out the Joe Biden at people. <laughs> After golfing, my brother-in-law and I had a couple of drinks. Oh, damn, I had a beer. It was called Stupid Good. 
Jesus. It was stupid good. I got to find it. I don't remember where it came from. Stupid. It's, ugh. It's like, if I have any more of these, man, um, I'm going to be in super bad trouble. Super good beer. Uh, where's it come from? Domestic measures? I don't know where this is. Where's it from? Domestic measures. We got to find domestic measures, everybody. Where is it from? Uh, oh, Wadena, Minnesota. Well, Wadena, Minnesota, drastic measures. They make a stupid good beer called stupid good. Yep. Uh, do we no longer get rants for the road? Funny you say that. I actually came across uh, the old opener for one rant for the road. Uh, I don't know if I explained what's kind of going on now. Uh, so in the process of moving over to the new platform with Cloud 10, uh, I kind of looked at a little bit of data and went, you know what? I think we're going to go back to the old way of doing things. I was kind of, we were doing things once a week and I'm like, dude, um, I kind of want to go back to doing shows every single day that we upload as podcasts. So that's going to be the new thing. So if you don't miss the live, don't worry about it. You can catch the audio version of this on the feed a long walk to Cleveland, which, by the way, I had uh, my interview with Ethan Nagel, who is the dude I told you guys about. Just got back from Ukraine overseas. Fucking rescued 200 orphaned Ukrainian children. I was like, I'm I was so, like goosebumps all over me talking to this guy. We had our interview on Friday. I'm going to go ahead and edit it, get it all ready to go. And then I'll pop that thing out coming up this Friday. But don't miss it. It is an insane story. What he talks about with Ukraine, like what is actually going on over there, what's happening with the Russian forces, and what is happening with the Ukraine people. You get a little different story on the news. And when you talk to somebody who's in the middle of it, man, it's it's amazing. It's so crazy. So please, Friday, that'll be an awesome show. Can't wait. Uh, but in the meantime, you can always find this audio every single day that we're going to move it back Sometimes yeah, it's a little bit of trial and error when you're starting these things out. And I thought it'd be much better if we just did it uh, once a week. Let's just do once a week, a long-form podcast once a week. And then we saw numbers drop, and we started seeing that content wasn't really getting pushed out the way we wanted it to. And they're like, eh, why don't you go back to doing it the way you were doing it? Uh, so yeah, so we'll be back. Every single day you'll be able to find audio of A Long Walk to Cleveland on our feed Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. So, cool. All right, you guys. We'll have a great week. Like I said, Saturday I'll be uh, downtown comedy at Crane. I'll give you more details on it if you want to come out and catch a show. And then first week in May, I'm headlining Gutty's Southdale. So, that'll be fun. Uh, also, the following Friday, April 22nd, I just happened to post about this. Uh, Lansing Corners in Austin, Minnesota. They do a comedy show down there. It's like once every two weeks. They sell that thing out. It's a blast. Can't wait to see some of my southern Minnesota friends come down to a show. Uh, I'm going to be work. I told those guys, I'm like, hey, because these shows are free, I'm doing like 20 up top that's tight, and then I'm doing another 20 that's all brand new that has not worked out. So if the last 20 minutes of that, sh- and then I'll finish strong, but the last, if there's a 20-minute spot in there where you're like, what the hell happened to this guy? That's why. Because I'm trying new shit. Because I got other shows I got to work stuff out for. So, all right, guys. Have a great day. And uh, we will see you tomorrow. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.